When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I found my obliques today. I've gone <laughs> back. Back. I've been, I, I got to exercise for the first time. I mean, I've done like four classes. I'm the best lazy person you could ever ask for. I, I It doesn't bother me not to do anything. I don't feel out of sorts. I don't feel restless, you know. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I did for the first, you know, couple weeks after my face left. I was sick of, because they did no talking. You can't do never, I mean, it was, it's very much a still two weeks. And well, hard you have for to me not to. everything. Yeah, and hard not to talk. Much harder than you'd think. But I know I think that would be hard for you. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it, I think it's hard for anybody, not just for me with your pointed you. Um, yeah, not talking's hard. It is. So anyway, so I, Casey, you know, kind of looks at me skeptically. Oh, you know, you know, you could walk. And I'm like, ah, I know. But, you know, who wants to walk right now? You know, blah, blah, blah. So I decide I'm like, I'm going to go try Pilates. Well, it's... uh Tuya, uh, it's an excuse not to do any of the things I don't like doing right now. I, I believe you. Uh-huh. That's, that's a great uh, excuse. Yeah, I, I said to the instructor, I said, I had a face left. And I'm going to have to make modifications for, she goes, all the neck things you hate doing. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Called you out. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but it felt it felt kind of good. But I really have done nothing except for go to like four of Linda's pilates mat classes and even then i had to cradle my head like a baby bird in a nest or something you know you're funny i know i know but i did feel my obliques i thought oh they're still there they're They're still on my side happening they're happening under the whatever is happening on top of them whatever you call that (laughs) (laughs) some people call it fat panye damar what's happening but um when I sit on that machine and I look at myself, I suck in my stomach and I pretend I'm as snatched as could be. Oh, yeah. So the, the the delusions are very real over here, let me tell you. Um, ben Affleck is 51 today and I have been checking J-Lo's Instagram all day long. Nothing. Um, Someone else blondie is- gal, um, Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, yeah. She's, yeah, there you go. We got a couple Here's of 50 something and a 33 gal. year old. Yeah. Jeez. Do you remember turning 33? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think because it was my son's first birthday. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, yeah. You guys share a birthday. We share yes. a birthday coming up. We're coming in hot. Hey, yo. It's going to be a big one. 
God, at 33. Oh, at 33, I was uh, getting getting divorced and <laughs> dating a number of people at the same time. I actually, I vividly <laughs> remember that birthday now. Because I was pregnant. I was real pregnant with number two. And 33 feels like a significant number. Like you're firmly in your 30s. I remember just kind of freaking out, thinking about... Babies and probably stuff. Well, bad at getting married. I had two marriages. I felt for a second like having a baby, but then I felt like I didn't want to be responsible. But I remember thinking I should feel more responsible at 33 than I was feeling. (laughs) You know, it felt yes, like a yeah. like a huh? significant age. Yes, because you're firmly planted in your thirties. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Have you experienced that yet, Grant? Oh yeah, I'm at that point right now. I'm about to be 39 in October, <laughs> so I'm at that point now where I'm realizing I'm out of my thirties, getting mm-hmm. out of them, and joining the forty club. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've never had any fear of age ever Mm-mm. until now. I'm like, okay, 40 to me Because is, more men have a crisis at 40 than any other age. I think that's what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's the crisis right, so age. You've been warned and, and you have, what, six weeks to get ready for it? Yeah. <laughs> but he's got 39. Yeah, that's the Jack more. Benny birthday. I thought you were 36. No, I'm 38. About you to be really 39. look young, Grant. I appreciate that. I did yeah, I would have never thought. I don't know. I don't ever know anybody's No, ages. I know, but I just uh, never, I thought you were 36 for so long. I miss, I miss um, size or miss number numbers all the time. I just am horrible at guessing ages. In it's, fact, I am too, actually. I've stopped ever, guess how old I am. I don't, I don't want to. You tell me. No. Surprise me. <laughs> I don't ever want to do no, that. No, my, my older sister, when she, she's like three and a half years older three and a half years older she would whenever she'd be in town because she weighs one half of my body weight would always ask oh. people this like 10 years ago this is such a weird thing it to was do such you know that thing. guess who's older guess who's older and i'm like what because you don't weigh anything you think you look younger i mean it was just kind of like this weird when thing. in fact when the they, opposite is true well the older sister and but she, this was her jam like, yeah Guess who's old? And I'm like, why does an why, do we, why do you care? Yeah, 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 yeah. Why it's an care? odd one. That is an odd one. Mm-hmm. They're gonna say you. Best not to They're answer. They're gonna say you, but <laughs> you're just setting yourself up. I'm thinking personally. Right, right, right. <laughs> but if you want to go through the pain, go for it. Go ahead, do it's it. It's just a weird sister thing. I think it ends though when the older sister realizes she looks older. <laughs> well, that, and that I don't mean true. that in a mean way because no, I, I know I look older than my younger sister. Oh, my 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 nice my nice sister, I had so much fun with uh-huh. up in Duluth and uh-huh. Pink. She's we both we like each other so much, but she goes, "It's a good thing I like you so much because you're older, and now I definitely look like I'm the oldest." <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm like, "But you're the most fun, so that makes you look younger." That mind, you know. So we, she's silly, but we did make a discovery this weekend. She just like her very first baby photo. We were like, "What's wrong with her?" Because she smiles with her eyes. Closed like the bottom goes up to the top, you know, like instead of the top coming down, the bottom goes up. Yes, she's like, a, like this squinchy, and she's had it since she was a baby. And we took so a funny. million pictures this weekend to try and get her eyes in an open position, and impossible. And so, one picture you showed me is her literally holding, holding her eye open with her eye hand. Open. <laughs> 
She's like, what's wrong with me? I'm like, you were that way when you were a baby. That's a people. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So the fair's coming up, kids. I know it is. We're 12. What is the 15th? So nine days away. Yeah. Nine days away. I've made beauty appointments. I've, um, even though I, I, it's bad luck to do your hair before the fair. It will often rain. You've that has been this, my. You've done this many years, and many years you've had a pedicure too, and then you walk through the dirt in the. Yeah, um, I'm not doing that this year. I've finally yeah. learned on that one. It's. I'm not pointless. Doing mine. I don't care. It's pointless yeah. to get a fresh pedicure before mm-hmm. the fair because we have, we're in wood chips and sawdust all day. We are. <laughs> we are. All right, listen. We got to go. It's uh, time for a story we can't get enough of. Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law. Here's an interesting question from one of our listeners, Ann. She wants to know, can I stop my spouse from divorcing me? Well, the simple answer is no. (laughs) Because we're a no-fault divorce state and you don't need a reason for a divorce, if one party wants a divorce and the other does not, the divorce will move forward. Unfortunately, these are things that you have to deal with, and that's when sometimes we're dealing with the emotional aspect. We have a lot of clients where we have to work through that to get to the point where they're understanding and engaged to get to a good settlement and accept what's going to happen. Since she didn't want the divorce, can she make her spouse pay her attorney's fees? Not necessarily. The basis to ask for the other party to pay your attorney's fees is legally under need-based or conduct-based, and both are established on a case-by-case basis. Boy, there's a lot of details with the divorce. And so this is why you should go see Ann Tressler. For a free one-hour divorce consultation, go to TresslerLaw.com or use my talk keyword divorce. So yesterday, this story was kind of breaking yesterday afternoon, like right in the middle of our show, and we didn't really have time to read the whole thing and get into the whole story. But the gist of it was that uh, Michael Orr, who's a former NFL star, whose life loosely inspired the movie The Blind Side, um, claimed that the Tui, the family... That, you know, took him in and, you know, like the whole, if you watch the movie, The Blind Side with Sandra Bullock. Anyway, he said that they tricked him into signing papers that he thought they were adoption papers, but were really conservatorship papers. And that he only found out in February of this year. So the Today Show has two different ways of breaking down. There have been a couple of developments this afternoon. Yeah. So this is a breaking Hollywood news story, and it's going to get a lot of attention because there's nothing to talk about in Hollywood. And Sandra Bullock starred in the movie. She starred in the movie, and her man just died, her longtime partner. And but don't be coming after Sandy. She just she adapted this thing into a movie from a book. Ten years, you know, this is all long in the past. But here's uh, here's a report from the Today Show. It was a real life story that inspired an Oscar winning Hollywood hit starring Sandra Bullock. Are you going to protect the family, Michael? Yes, ma'am. Good boy. I go have some fun. But now Michael Orr, the former NFL player portrayed in The Blind Side, says it's all based on a lie. In a new lawsuit, Orr says the Chewy family never adopted him and they exploited him for their own benefit. We want to know if you would like to become part of this family. Kind of thought I already was. The petition alleges the Tuies have falsely and publicly represented themselves as the adoptive parents of Michael. Instead, Orr says, the couple tricked him in 2004, less than three months after he turned 18. 
into signing a document that made Sean and Leanne Tui his conservators, <sighs> giving them full control over any of his contracts, but not legally making him a part of their family. It's a lie, Orr says he discovered to his chagrin and embarrassment just six months ago. Conservatorships take away an adult's right to make their own decisions. With that power, Orr alleges the Tuies negotiated the movie deal for the blind side. And as the 2009 film earned more than $300 million, Orr claims the family profited and he received nothing. In an interview with the Daily Memphian, Sean Tuey Sr. says the family is devastated by the allegations and didn't make any money off the movie. Tuey also said that the conservatorship was a route to helping secure Orr's eligibility to play college football, saying lawyers advised, we couldn't adopt over the age of 18. The only thing we could do was to have a conservatorship. I want whatever Michael wants, Tuey said Monday. If he'd have said, I don't want to be a part of this family anymore, we'd have been very upset, but we absolutely would have done it. His son, Sean Jr., told Barstool Radio his family had discussed the arrangement. If he says he learned that in February, I find that hard to believe. There were things back in 2020, 2021 that they were like, you know, if you guys give me this much, then I won't go public with things. Oh, Ooh, whoa. That's yeah. an allegation right that's there. That's an allegation, and the Tuies have hired Marty Singer, lawyer who gets <laughs> off troubled rich people. He was Bill Cosby's lawyer for he's Lizzo's. Funny, he's Lizzo's right now. Yeah, with the, her yeah. lawsuit and what did he say at the end of that? Michael knew. Michael. He said that Michael came to the family in 2020 and 2021 with a demand of money and eight then figure, he would, like eight figure, eight check. figure check that if and if he if they would if they would give it to him then he wouldn't bring it to light and worse and he is saying that he just learned about this in February of 2020. Well, let's hear part 2 of the today show and then I'll catch you up on yeah. the latest developments right. that have happened now. Boy, this whole story is such a bummer even to hear it, uh, it Kaylee. So, what's the next step here? So Michael Orr has asked this Tennessee court to end the conservatorship and prohibit the Tuies from using his name and likeness anymore. He also wants the family to account for any profits that they have made related to him, which could mean they'd need to submit records like contracts and emails to the court. And if the court finds the Tuies responsible for any misconduct, they could be required to pay punitive damages. So the Tuie family attorney told ESPN the family would file a legal response to these allegations in the coming weeks. But Sean Jr. told Barstool Radio, this lawsuit won't change his love for Michael Orr. Okay. Yes. All right, Kaylee Hart. Uh, okay, and the Tui family uh, has spoken that. through their attorney, Marty right, Singer, right. who Marty. issued a very lengthy statement to TMZ Sports because the original reporting on this comes from ESPN. Mm -hmm. They had the whole story in great detail. It's a completely depressing story if you're to believe everything that... ESPN has been reported what they have reported in their story. They broke this story. Is any of it true that? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. He needed to be under conservative conservatorship and he was over 18. I, that, I don't know. This That's a legal thing that they're throwing out there. that's why they may there. have gone one way versus the other. But why do you present it as, you know, uh, I don't know. Because technically you couldn't adopt someone after the age of 18. 18. Yeah, said, that makes sense to right, me. It so, does. So, but maybe he didn't know that, and, yeah. and that's what they told him. Yeah. I mean, it sounds sketchy. Well, that's what they depicted it in the movie as. Yeah. They showed it as if they, he, he, they gave him the idea that he was being adopted, even though he was 18 years old. And, technically- and he is always, like, apparently the scene he hated in the movie was when Sandra Bullock says, you know, teaches him what the blind side is and that he's got to be there. Remember how she's kind yep. of a pain in the butt? Um, I thought he hated it. It was depicted that he wasn't intelligent. Yes. No, no, that's what he just said. But oh. when that movie came out, he mm-hmm. said, there's no football player who doesn't know what the blind side sure. is. He hated that detail of the movie and that that was the name of it. That's really all we've ever heard. But Marty Singer said... Uh, this is not the first time Aura has attempted a shakedown. He said anyone with a modicum of common sense can see that these are outlandish claims made by Michael Orr. Orr? Is it Orr? Orr. Orr. Just Orr. Orr. It's not offense. It's only offensive and transparently ridiculous. The idea that this couple made a couple hundred millions of dollars, <laughs> it, it doesn't make any sense. So he's firing back and it's a. F- Four, let's see, it's a three-page statement to TMZ. Michael Orr's petition is 14 pages, but he did get a law firm, ESPN, has confirmed all this mm-hmm. stuff. Now, Roger Freeman wants us to know that he said Michael Orr has turned a blind eye towards being charitable with his own questionable foundation. He runs the Orr Foundation, which is supposed to provide individuals in need and disadvantage with empowering opportunity. He's the president, and his wife Tiffany is the vice president. This is like Ryan Seacrest Foundation that his mom, dad, and his sister sure. on. That's what you got to watch any nonprofit. This is never good, and yeah. he hasn't filed a tax return. So there's a little there's bit, it's, a, it's shadiness. There's on, a, on both, both sides, sides, it seems like. Yeah. But leave Sandra Bullock's name out of this. Do not drag her into this. She just simply was the actor. You're right. Who was in the movie. All right. But we'll we'll keep following it because I think there's more going to be developing. Oh, I'm sure. And they got nothing else to report on. Yeah. And there's outside the movie, the mom who's portrayed by Sandra Bullock has been doing multiple speaches and motivational speaking throughout the years. And she does use his name on that. So I think that there's something on both sides here uh, about maybe both of them might be... Yeah, there could be a little, a little bit. shady, a little, a little gray. Shady. There's yep. some yeah. gray. Mm-hmm. You know, today is August fifteenth, so you know what tomorrow is. August sixteenth, the day Elvis Something died, to do with Elvis. and okay. the day that Madonna was born. Yep. Okay. Wait and a minute, Madonna was born on the same day Elvis died. Yes, August sixteenth. I did 16th. not know that. Yes, that's kinda, but not the same year. Not the same of year, of course. But she no, would but love yeah. it if it was yeah, the same year. So would I. Yeah. 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 Like, well, we'd be a lot younger. Yeah. Yes, but still um, cool. I mean, but yes, tomorrow is uh, you know so right you know great. Let's just say Memphis is busy. 
Mm-hmm. And people should have their baby powder with them because they're going to need it. It's so hot and swassy <laughs> down there. Or b- use your deodorant. Yes. Because you can use it as a gentle glide slider yes. if your thighs are swishing yeah. swishing and touching. Yeah, a little chafage. Nice. It's chafage. It's very nice. It's very nice. These yes, Memphis ladies already know this. They do. They, they probably do. have invented a fan in your underpants. Oh, yeah. No, you, that's why they were. That's why people wear house coats mm-hmm. for circulation. Yes. Sun dresses too That's, oh if i yeah. was a man if i could wear a sundress if, if you're a lady of a certain <laughs> age you call it a house coat and by that i just mean it doesn't necessarily come over your head to be zipped up in the back it snaps, it snaps <laughs> or buttons it's an arm in arm in close oh okay? i know those uh, yeah absolutely so tomorrow uh actually starting tonight um uh you know, maybe you saw Elvis, you know, the blockbuster movie starring Austin Butler, but you've never seen the 68 special. And Paramount Plus has redone, because mm-hmm. um, it is, I mean, when you go to Grayson, there's one whole room just devoted to the 68 special. Wow. There's the wall of it red light. TV special that Elvis Presley Yeah, on NBC, and it was yep. just incredible. And it basically, uh, we see it depicted a little bit in the movie yes. where Austin Butler... The only time he really fights and pushes back with the colonel, he wants to end his NBC special with I Can Dream. Colonel Tom Parker wanted to do a cheesy Christmas song. And so anyway, so this documentary is all about the TV special. There is commentating from the guy who directed it. Original audience members who were there will comment, um, backup dancers, and for some odd reason, Darius Rucker is also (laughs) weighing in. Well, because he's from that area. Maybe, but I guess it is supposed to be quite good, and we've not seen this, so this is new from Paramount Plus. Uh, Reinventing Elvis, the 68 comeback. And they'll have, yeah. Yeah, so that, I gotta give that a shout out. I got to give out a shout out to Madonna that I'm just mad as hell <laughs> that she's coming here when I'm not. I'm going to be out of town, damn it. Oh. I am oh. so surprised, but she must have had enormous pressure. Maybe you have a certain time limit when you postpone a thing. You've got to get it rescheduled in three months or cancel it. Right. Because the venue probably gets a lot of crap for refunds. Or whatever right. people don't know, and there's other booking other dates, but this seems like a fast turnaround because uh, she just last week, or a couple weeks, she we let she let it be known she was flip flopping. She would start with mm-hmm. Europe, and then come to the U.S. She's not playing that many dates in Europe, nope. so her U.S. dates start in December, and she's going to be here at the Excel February thirteenth. Yep. A Tuesday night. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Oh, I really am mad. But now I might go see it in New York. I might just flip my girlfriend who I was coming from New York to me. She's like, well, you could come here. And then I was like, okay, what about the Barclay Arena in uh, Brooklyn, she's like, "Oh, I'm going to be in Belfast." I'm like, "La di da." Between right, the so two of us, can't. you guys, you're going to be in Hawaii. Hey, well, there's also Madison Square Garden in January. 
But the Ooh. Europe leg of Madonna's tour is really quite brief, Jules. It is, but then it seems like she has a lot of back-to-back-to-back-to-back here. Oh, She's, she does. It, it feels like a lot of dates squeezed into a short time period. It, it's... It's is it's as vigorous as the schedule she had. It's a four month U.S. Yeah. leg, mm-hmm. and it's bigger. And some cities, a few cities, got shut out. Did not get rescheduled. Which ones? I will tell you. Was one of them. Um, Which ones? Tulsa. Okay. Tulsa got um, booted. One one of the Las Vegas dates was uh, taken out of there. Nashville. Um. At the Bridgestone Arena, that's gone. They couldn't get it. San Francisco Chase Center and the Phoenix Footprint Center. It must, think of how hard it is to reschedule an entire tour, though, to work with Mm -hmm. the venues because they have hockey going on in the winter. They've got all these other things going on. Other artists. You have, you know, other artists. It would be really hard. That's why we're getting her on a Tuesday night here. It'd be super Mm -hmm. hard to reschedule it all because we had her on a Sunday night, which was kind of exciting. It kind of um, was, Julia. I know. In the it's, middle of summer. I in the middle it. of summer, yes. It's so much easier to dress like Madonna in the summer. Yeah. Well. She's playing, though, five L.A. forum dates. Yeah. In a row. Well, and she two must, nights in Seattle, which I was just really surprised well, she sold about. more tickets in those cities. Yeah, and she just took out one of her San Francisco dates, and she's only going to do one Phoenix date. So obviously, instead of double downing on those, it's well, one. they must not have had a big ticket, ticket sales. sales. Yeah, but I don't know um, because if you remember, Ticketmaster was still sending us after, even after it was canceled, the show was canceled, and she had her health situation. Yes, we were still getting. Emails from Ticketmaster to buy tickets, so I don't even know if it was sold out here. Right. So they were probably that much, you know, they weren't that great in that Phoenix Uh, or San Francisco. Poor San Francisco. My goodness. I'm just very disappointed, Julia. Very disappointed. Because you're not going to be here. And th- well, my brother predicted this. He goes, you just watch. He's going to tour in January, February, March. <laughs> he was right. Well, well, I'm glad to have you, a date. Yeah. The only thing, you know, with that is, um, you know, storms and trucks and all the equipment and everything. Because she really does have a very packed date of you know she doesn't have a lot of time off between days and i think like you were saying earlier julia to that very note summertime there's one sport going on baseball yeah Yeah. that's it otherwise now all these arenas basketball basketball, hockey hockey, you got football you got everything going on you got three major sports that you have to go on on top of concerts that i think it's just going to make like well then i guess it's good that she got this whole thing well that's what i'm saying it must have been really Really hard to reschedule it and the other thing about it is it's indoors we don't have to work about the outdoor weather that is good you know because she wasn't doing any outdoor stadiums Well, she wasn't go. doing okay. any because, outdoor stadiums. Beyond, you know, the other ones all had to worry yeah, about. Yeah, no, Madonna, she's... I'm still mad we didn't see Ed Sheeran. Yeah, I'm not mad about that at all. I, Grant, did you go? I did not, no. Oh, yeah, you Okay, you say that, but yet you I have, don't I have FOMO. go to anything. You just have FOMO after the fact. Yeah. I do have FOMO after the fact. Mm-hmm. That's okay. And I'm going to have it for life on those some of those big ones. Yeah. yeah. I don't have... I'd rather, I don't know that Madonna has ever done a stadium tour. I'm not saying she hasn't played a stadium because I'm of some of the other... I'm just thinking the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, she did there and maybe like in Mexico City and she's certainly done a maybe a show where there's other people. But I don't I I don't know that she's ever done a stadium tour because you that is a completely that's something 
That's a completely different staging, and you have to be the production. I don't the think sound. she could sell it out right now, anyway. Yeah, no. Well, I'm excited, but yeah. I'm bummed that you can't go. Hey, I, well, I'm going to try and go to New York. That's there you go. That's, 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 that's there's a, if there's anything positive out of this, you're going to go see her possibly go. in New York. Yeah, yeah I don't want to cool. go in London, but she is doing four nights at the O2 Arena. That's where that's it's starting up. up. Yeah, and supposedly. She's hired the Coliseum in New York to do her dress rehearsals and stuff, but she's also hired a, a second venue in London for the final week of dress rehearsals. She would like to have the final week of dress rehearsals in the same venue she kicks off, but due to Blink-182's comeback gigs, oh. her team won't be able to get access until the day before. Oh, gosh. Little dig there at yeah. Blink-182. But I don't know what stadium would let, you know, if they have anything going on, give her four days to dress rehearse. A week, a week. Yeah, that's a lot. A week, yeah. Well, the O2 is not like something that gets booked, like the Excel, or it's not. No, it's bigger. Yeah, but so it's not booked that often. Right. It's like a U.S. Bank Stadium. Do they do how soccer many, there? How many concerts are there? there? A ton? I don't know. No, not U.S. Bank, but Excel is booked. Yeah, so that's why I yeah. think, but that's why they put in the dig. But due to Blink... 182's comeback gigs at the O2 at the O2. I'm like, well, good for Blake 182. And then Sam Smith is tomorrow night at the X, which uh, you may or may not be going to. I know I I'm going. I may or may not be going. I'm going. I I haven't um, looked at the weather or anything like that. I just 7 a.m. date tomorrow morning with a weight trainer, so I don't know how I'm going to do that long of a day. Then you're not going. I'm going to Hollywood speak to you right now, Grant, and say I should find a different really, date. I'm settling into my, um, you know, I used Just to, no. my senior citizen. No, you don't. <laughs> oh. well, I played pickleball last night. I like, I don't know. I just, yeah. But you're not really a morning person to be doing 7 I'm very worried about it. Yeah, I can the see why The only time you, that was available. I could see why you'd be worried. I'm very worried, so now tomorrow's all <laughs> shot, because I'm going to have to go home and nap. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's, oh. Oh, good Lord. Well, Miley Cyrus is in her latex uh, cone bra and hot pants years, so... Um, Looking good. She's got an album coming out. She does have an album coming out. All we've seen is Flowers is the only album, but... Um, I love that song. I do, too. It's so good. It came out too early to be Song of the Summer. Oh, Dropped in April. I saw, I heard it. We played it last night playing Pickleball. I was on the play. I play it every day, almost. I, I love it. So, anyway, she looks real cute, Grand. Thanks for posing. We she, haven't seen her since, what, last New Year's Eve when she did her show in Miami? Mm-hmm. The Super Bowl show or whatever? Yeah, she did the Miami or the New, she Year's, did the Eve New Year's Eve show. I mean, Dolly we haven't Parton. seen anything from her. She's been busy living her in Nashville. Her sister's getting married. Her yeah. dad's been getting in a little... That, there's some, you know, I think, wasn't there like his her dad... Dating Didn't him. he get engaged? Yeah. He's an engaged. Australian gal. Tish is engaged. Everyone Tish is smoking pot. Tish wants Miley to be involved in a cannabis venture. Oh, uh, what else did I? I heard her on an is interview. Uh, Tish, yeah, Tish, her mom, mm-hmm. and she's engaged to like a biker dude. 
all the kids are happy. Their parents are happier apart. Yeah, they're good. Not but in the beginning, I don't think it was that way. But now it seems that everything's better, right? I mean, you know, Tish is laughing at Billy Ray because, you know, <laughs> the, she's 28. He's 62. Right. I mean, she's Those like... Those age differences that's are... Too, that that's doesn't work. One. It's a big one. <laughs> that's too much. That's too much. And so Tish is laughing because she really would like Billy Ray to just find the one and be done. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't have to go through his drama every time he goes through his drama because <laughs> they're close like that. I'm all, making all of this up, but I, I feel like they're friends. I feel like you're, I think they are. I feel like they know they each other for such a long time. And yeah. anyway, so, all right, listen, we come back. Uh, well, some lukewarm tea was spilled last night, and we're, that's just what we're going to call it, lukewarm tea. Hey, everybody. Lori and Julia here for Hammer and Exploring Solutions. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Um, man, it is... I, I was over at my neighbor's last night. It oh, boy. Floor. Admiring the floors again. I mean, it looks so good. It really just changes a house. And if you need some updating or you're remodeling or you're just finishing maybe a basement or you're building, please go to Hammer Hammernix. They have the largest in stock selections. Obviously, it's in stock. If Obviously. They, if it's already in yeah, we stores. know what you meant. The largest selection. And you can do everything from the Mohawk Forever Smart Strand um, carpeting in all these different colors and all these different things that with the technology, you can have carpet, you know, in areas and colors that you never thought you could have. If you have young kids, if you're a spiller, if other things happen, because the technology is there to support yeah, it. The carpet is not going to get ruined anymore. It isn't. They've got locations in New Hope, in Rochester and in St. Paul. That's Hammernix. All right, well, I almost hate to break this news to Jesse Palmer, who was just a giddy as a kid in a candy store introducing the men tell all for The Bachelor's Night. He was just, like, trying to be so hard to be cool. We are getting the tea, and the tea is piping hot. And I'm like, Mm-mm. oh, Jesse. Jesse's... Are you liking him? No, no Jesse's not go. good. I miss the original... It. Chris, I do. Chris, his cheesiness for whatever reason works. works. He seems stiff in his cheesiness. Jesse, and I'm always so but, uncomfortable looking at his arms and his blazer. Yeah, he, he does <laughs> wear clothes too tight. He wears clothes too tight. It he needs looks, to spend some money and have them tailored. Just get his arm arm expanders inside his suit. You know, it's at, called tailoring. Yeah, I, I'm surprised <laughs> they. I mean, as it just looks like he's going to burst out and turn yeah. into the Hulk. Well, it's not Jesse's Paul, uh, fault though nope. that the tea was lukewarm <laughs> was, on the batch. Okay, the so what do you mean? Tell us what, what happened. Lukewarm. There was Would, nothing. Nothing. No okay, lines. so we're gonna next week, Fiji. You know the the the, the final. You know the proposal. Whatever is going to happen is going to happen. But it was Jesse Palmer, and thirteen of the exes. I was happy to see John via New York from Minnesota get some prominent little airplay. Yeah, they like him. They like well, him. The Star Tribune did a nice story on him last That's week. That's fine. Yeah. That's only because he's you know from here and right. having that. But it was. So 
boring. Mm. I just kept fast forwarding, kept fast forwarding. He said, I told you I wanted the tea and oh, my cup is runneth over, Jesse says. And I keep waiting for the tea to happen. One of the little things, did Braden call charity classless? Okay. That is not tea when there's reality TV receipts. Next. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's some guy who was eliminated the first night. Is that literally it? Well, that's one of the. That's <laughs> one of the. I'm waiting for the moments. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Yes. You're just classless. Classless. Yeah. Like yeah. nothing but a poker player. Yeah, like in yeah. the history of uh, things being said, this is nothing. No. Then Woo! this guy named Braden, who the biggest takeaway from him was that you knew right away he was an f boy. Mostly because he calls everybody bro, and he had two dangling earrings and a lot of wet gel in his hair. Mm. So, mm. they Braden was in the hot seat, but he was so boring, I couldn't be bothered, and neither Grant, could other people. And now, Grant, you watched this tour, attempted to. I attempted. Oh, yeah. I've, after about the first third, I decided to do chores with the TV on. Yeah. You know, like, I couldn't. There and was, Braden gave I wasn't even tea. Jesse Palmer clip-on feather earrings. <laughs> so if that qualifies for tea, that was a moment yeah. oh, that wow. we didn't know we needed. No. And he's going to be on Bachelor in Paradise with... His earrings. Yes. And we he saw, looks like a Bachelor in Paradise type. Uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Xavier, the guy who confessed to charity that he'd been unfaithful to yeah. his life. Okay, so he was in the hot seat, but he'd already been in the hot seat. So, again, passing it up. Then they had made us relive um, a Fiji night. And then Captain Tom, the swamp captain... Uh, he gave her a knitted rose. Again, do you feel how lukewarm this tea is? Well, it sounds just like a boring night. Oh, yeah, and then a bachelorette reunion with the three bachelors that are still married. We're going all the way back to Trista Sutter. The number one. Desiree Siegfried from season nine and Deanna Pappas for season four. And they sat down for five minutes of drivel of advice on what to do on the end of this journey as you start the beginning of the next journey. Blah, blah, blah. But, but do you still like Charity? I love Charity. She's the been, Bachelorette. So I next lo- weekend, she's going to do the yes. picking she's, in Fiji. She's been an incredible Bachelorette. Okay. Then the last 10 minutes of the show maybe seven minutes, are reserved for Gary. Okay? <laughs> Jerry, Jerry. Jerry, not Gary. Jerry, yeah, Jerry, the golden bachelor? The golden bachelor. <laughs> and we get a little wholesome package of a second shot at love. And I was with Jerry until he called himself the, he hoped, he hoped to be somebody's golden zaddy. <laughs> oh, and we don't want him to t- use that kind of language because it's making everybody uncomfortable. Well, he- <laughs> Somebody wrote that for him. He called himself the Golden Grand Zaddy. <laughs> the guy is 66 years old. The Bachelor, Jesse made sure we knew that his daughters support this and he passed the STD and drug tests, which is just another way of letting us know that all of these bachelor people have to do STD and drug tests. Well, that's good to know. We've known this. I know. The first one. What's the... Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And what else? Oh, we saw his... Uh, we, My wife and I, and we were calling... We're the sweethearts. And 
we retired in 2017 and we brought our dream house. And like three days later, she got a bacterial infection and died. And that is, is the that setup. how she died? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's tragic. Again, they are not taking any chances with ratings for the granddaddy. Oh, <laughs> no. oh that's tragic. Yeah. So he's looking for love again. I don't like his voice. Yeah. You'd shut it out. And then we got a sneak peek at Charity's, you know, the Fiji, the three-hour finale, which is always an hour and a half too long for me, which is always, it's a DVR type of thing, and I jump in an hour in. Because oh. you can't take all that back and Mm-mm. forth and nonsense. But um, will she have a happy ending? 50-50. You know, I have to wait a week to find out. That's Another even six, high. That's, that's even, even high six. based on it's in its 28th season and only three marriages have stuck. Well, there's been more than that. There's right. a, they don't. They just asked three of the women who've been oh, bachelorettes. Okay. They didn't ask any bachelors because this Got is it. a bachelorette. Because Sean Lowe is still yes. married. There's other people, but not too many original couples are left. Grant, will you even watch the finale? No, not not this one. I'm looking for ba- the Bachelor uh, Bachelor in Paradise, and I'll go to I, this one. Just there's just nothing about this. Group that I like about it. Yeah. I, I'm bored. I'm yeah. bored. No, I'm not going to watch the final. But she's I will been get... a terrific. She's wonderful. But, I, but she's, the guys are just the guys. Yeah, I, yeah, really, yeah. I miss Chris Harrison. Yeah. Well, I don't. I mean, he couldn't have saved My... this. The men's tell all there wasn't yeah, enough no. there. There. There wasn't even any. He couldn't to have helped. Yeah. No. He might have refused to say things like. The tea is scalding hot. My cup runneth over. He might have said no to that. <laughs> I refuse to, to use say this that. I don't talk that I way. I have to move on. And I, I'm so happy that uh, Victor Newman, a.k.a. Eric Braden, is cancer-free, you guys. Yes. And he I saw him on Young and the Restless Victor. the other day, and he was back to his boxing. Long-time Young and the Restless fans know that he, on the regular, will beat up a big... Boxing. Oh, he goes, oh, he goes it, boxing. It's 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 soap opera gold. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he's good. That's he's good to hear. With his prostate cancer. I'm so glad. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. All right, we'll be back.